Hello, welcome to Unnecessary Sequels. Unnecessary Sequels. I am Brandon Daniel Garner. I am Walker Glenn. Hello. Um, this is the podcast where we uh, write sequels to movies that should not have them. If uh, it's a movie where all the character development has been done, uh, every question has been answered. And also, if a lot of characters are dead, then perfect candidate for a sequel. Uh, we we are doing uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid today because uh, I saw that and thought, okay, they're dead. What next? But, you know, they did. They The ending leaves some ambiguity. We do see them run out into what seems to be a suicide mission, but was it? Was it? It actually was in the sequel. It was. It was. They're dead. <laughs> yeah, they're dead. <laughs> what a, that, that, what a, boy, what a, uh, what a buildup for nothing if we didn't answer that question. <laughs> Just keep giving uh, hints at something that is never answered in the episode. <laughs> it ends at the same place the original movie ends, but it's just like, meanwhile, in another part of town. <laughs> follows a completely different set of characters it's yeah. like the fargo tv show we just expand <laughs> the butch cassidy universe out. it just keeps getting bigger all the time <laughs> uh, this one does follow etta because she is the one that's still alive and leaves in the movie so she ends up uh so we're like hey what happened to her um and boy what a gal she does a whole lot and so without further ado please yeah. enjoy butch cassidy and the sundance kid 2 moonwalk man Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid 2, Moonwalk Man. As the opening credits go by, we see a montage of what our hero, Etta Place, has been up to in the form of an old-timey silent film being shown next to the credits. After the deaths of Butch and Sundance, Etta tried to make an honest living in Bolivia as a farmhand. It was miserable work until her boss asked her to handle a telegram for him. She addressed the telegram to her boss's partner and had him wire her $1,000. After she got the money, she went back to the States and became a telegram con artist. Multiple scenes go by where she appears at a telegram office, orders the telegram scam, and then the cops show up guns a-blazin'. Etta always makes a hasty escape by pushing over furniture and then jumping in her car outside the office. She then meets a young fella, the Moonwalk Man, who becomes her accomplice. He's a 22-year-old fuckboy who's way too into chilling. The two of them seem to be unstoppable. Wow, this silent film intro thing is neat. I wonder what other old-timey effects we could get. Let's try to make this whole thing a silent movie. Oh, right, that's... That's why we can't do it. Okay, never mind. 1947. Most of what follows is not true. Exterior telegram office. Day. Etta is standing outside the telegram office, very cautiously evaluating it. No telegraph machine? No, ma'am. Phones are getting mighty popular. Your loss. I'm going to use telegraphs as long as I can. There is a grace to them. Interior bar day. 
Moonwalk is sitting at a table in a dive bar, playing rock, paper, scissors with a gambler. Two other gamblers are sitting with them. Moonwalk has thrown rock and takes the money on the table. Interesting. You've been cleaning up all afternoon. I'll see it. Moonwalk shoots paper. He takes the money. You're a hell of a shooter. I know that because I'm a hell of a shooter. And I just can't seem to figure out how you're cheating. Moonwalk stops collecting his money. The other two men stand up and walk away. The gambler slowly stands. The money stays and you go. Moonwalk continues to stare at him. Anything can happen until Etta walks inside and up to Moonwalk. Are men about to fight about something dumb? Yup. Come on, Moonwalk. Let's go. He's gonna draw on you. Uh-huh. All right. Have fun. Moonwalk? You're the Moonwalk man? If I draw on you, you'll kill me. Oh, no. No, I know you. Everyone thinks they can shoot you with a gun, but then you go and throw your actual gun at them, killing them. They're not just dead, they're embarrassed. And that's the worst damn thing that can happen to a man. Moonwalk stands up. He stares at the gambler, hands at the ready. I suppose you could just leave me with the money then. Moonwalk relaxes. He grabs the money and starts to leave. I am wondering something. Can you dance? Moonwalk stops in his tracks. He puts his hand by his gun. His throwing gun. The fuck you say, bro? Oh, no, no I, I don't mean like that thing where someone shoots at your feet. I mean your name. It sounds like a dance. Can you? Oh, nah. Okay, nah, I'm sure it'd be a hell of a dance. Where'd you get it from? Etta said I needed a name that was as far as possible from some other dude she loved. The opposite. So I'm the Moonwalk Man. Exterior, Gang Ranch, Day. Etta and Moonwalk drive up to their hideout called Gang Ranch. It's a ranch for their gang. They get out and walk onto the property. It has a life of its own, with several people living there. Home sweet home. You sure you don't want to leave? We could retire in Bolivia or someplace. Tried it. Doesn't work. Someone always finds you. Only if you keep working, right? What if we just took the money and lived? Do you think I'd be a 63-year-old woman doing scams if I wanted to stop? You're the boss. They stop and kiss for a moment before walking into a clearing where everyone's sitting. There are several women and men. HUD is polishing her car. How are you, HUD? Great, boss. Getting ready to scam another donor from the Met. Actually, there's gonna be a change of plans. I'm getting on in years and there's someone I've always wanted revenge on. We're leaving in a few hours. Harper, another gang member, is leaning against a fence nearby. You sure, boss? You said you wanted to get all our targets from Life Magazine. That's right. I like to use resources that'll never be obsolete. Life Magazine, telegrams, and hitting your kids. Right. And? Life Magazine recently featured the Harriman legacy. So we get revenge and the chance to live by our code. All in one package. Hell yeah! 
Let's go! Telegram Center, day. The gang rolls into a telegram center. It's a center, but for telegrams. The gang stands in place near the entrance, ready for anything. In the middle of the room is one old man sitting down at a small table typing at a typewriter. Hey, boss, I just realized something. Yeah? All of our nicknames you've given us, aren't they all Paul Newman movies? What? <laughs> what? No, no, not at all. Nope. We're just keeping cool right now. Thanks, cool hand Luke. Okay, whatever you say. You're going by Rachel Smith today, right? Right. Excuse me. We'd like to send a little old telegram. Ah, yes, of course, ma'am. I'd like to address it to an E.H. Harriman. E.H. Harriman? Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I was robbed by Butch Cassidy a couple times while working for him. You... you were? I'm Rachel. Pleasure to meet you, ma'am. My name's Woodcock. Could you tell me what it was like meeting Butch? Oh, I'd love to. Big fan. He was a complete gentleman. I was never worried when he was around. I never was happy that I was used as bait for those men to hunt him down. And I remember hearing that his favorite cereal was... Okay, thanks, sir. I mainly wanted to know about your experience with him. You don't want to know all the little details? I started a fan club for him. Woodcock pulls out a magazine. Butch is on it with little hearts around him. Etta stares for a moment. Thank you for that, sir. But I don't really need more information. I did know him myself. You did? Yes. We were in a kind of weird triangle. That sounds lovely. Also, please call me Edda. Ma'am! Quiet! So you wanted to contact Mr. Harriman. I'm afraid I can't do that for you. Oh, still feel loyalty for him? Not at all. He's dead. Died in 1907, in fact. Same year as Butch. That reminds me, Butch was an Aries, and his rising sign Thank was... Thank you, Mr. Woodcock. I think in that case I'll send it to one of his children. Do any of them have a career that's indisputably evil? Evil? Any reason? No, just curious. I am an old lady, after all. Of course. I'm just going to write you off as crazy. <laughs> you understand. And people wonder how I can pull off these jobs. Sorry? Um, nothing. Just the ramblings of a madwoman. Carry on. Let's see. Mary is helping immigrants get by. She'll be in the Woman's Hall of Fame someday. Do you know who would be in the Woman's Hall of Fame if they were a woman? I have a feeling you're going to say Butch. You'd be correct. And let's see... Another of his kids, well, Ed, Ed financed the Nazis. Okay, him then. Very well, what's the message? Dearest Edward, stop. This is the ghost of your father, stop. I can get you out of prison for financing the Nazis, stop. You just need to wire me $10,000, stop. Here's the number, stop. 
Etta hands Woodcock a piece of paper. Excuse me, are you scamming this man? I'm a broad who's old and cuckoo, remember? Ah, yes, right, very well. Well, where do I send the bill? To the same wire. Thank you, ma'am. Have a good day. You as well. Wait, did you say your name was Etta? Yes. The Etta? Well, it's been an honor, ma'am. I'm sorry for what's about to happen. The back wall falls down, revealing several men on horses. They shoot both Cool Hand Luke and Harvey, who fall down dead. Let's go! For these chodes, I got them. Moonwalk immediately throws his gun at one of the men, killing them. He runs over to pick it up. Then he throws it at another of the horsemen, killing him too. He runs over to pick up the gun again. When he readies to throw it a third time, he has to hide behind a pillar to avoid being shot. Moonwalk, not now. Let's go. The gang splits in a separate direction. It's with Etta and Moonwalk sticking together. They run outside the building, get in a car, and drive. Interior, hotel, night. Etta and Moonwalk sit at a table in a lounge of a hotel, tired after getting away from the men with horses. <sighs> what do we do when they catch up? Leave, obviously. You're the boss. They kiss. Well, not kiss really, but fully make out. Um, wow. They're in- into it. Um, the next line is soon, hopefully. You may be an idiot, but God Damn, are you good at rape play. I wanted to be good at something that's both uncomfortable and progressive at the same time. That's why I like to make men do it. You're the boss. They kiss hard. Okay, uh, something needs to happen here or it's gonna escalate fast. Here we go. All of a sudden, the sound of tires screeching can be heard. Edda and Moonwalk look out the window. It's them! Seems they learn how to use cars instead of horses. How the hell do they find us at our hotel? Pan out to see that the hotel is called the Hideout for Criminals. Who knows? You said you tried getting out of the country once. You sure that wouldn't work again? Hmm. Last time I went to South America. Maybe it would work if I went across the ocean. To England? I said... The ocean, not the pond. We're going to Lagos. Ooh, ooh, map. Sorry, I got excited. Can we do the old movie thing where we see a map to illustrate how far they're going? A map appears. A tiny plane goes from Wisconsin to New York to Lagos, Nigeria. Hell yeah. Tiny planes are awesome. are laying down on beach chairs, enjoying the good life. A server walks up to them and brings up a couple of glasses filled with wine. Etta looks in her wallet and tells the server to leave. Well, it seems we're out of money. You think we should take up honest work? I do, if you mean the honest work of robbing rich people. They high-five, you're the boss. They kiss and really go to town. This is uncomfortable. Next scene, next scene. 
telegram office day. Edda and Moonwalk enter a telegram office and wait near the door. Which plan? I'm not sure. We could do the ride the pony or the good plan, Fred, or the ah. Right, those are good. I got a question. How are you going to keep them from knowing it's you? A disguise. Oh, wow. You're the boss. Not now. Who do you think? I suppose I could do a local celebrity. Hmm. What if we did the gimme first and I pretended I was royalty? So you offer them money, but only if they give you something for a fee up top? Like as a princess? Even better, as a prince. A Nigerian prince. Yes, ma'am? Hello. I'd like to send out a message, please. Miss Edda? Woodcock? Moonwalk, remove this man, now. He grabs his throwing gun. Wait, ma'am, if you please, I'm sorry. I'm here because I'm on the run, too. I felt so bad about being a part of that operation that I got them off your tail. You did? Yes, indeed I did. I told them to go somewhere I was sure you wouldn't be. The Hideout for Criminals Hotel. (laughs) Only an idiot would have stayed there during a getaway. Etta and Moonwalk look at each other. Right. Only an idiot. Moonwalk scratched that hotel off of our address book. Huh. Oh, uh, and Walker's dialogue's missing here. Okay, note to self. uh, Have Walker record it and insert it right here. Okay. Watch this video on my set. married in here? Any married folks? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Think on your toes, buddy boy. I know it's San Francisco. That's right. Yeah, get the local reference in. This is... Come on. Now that is crowd work. I wish Brandon could see me killing like this. Can't believe I didn't get into Sketchfest. Fucking, I'm gonna. I will have my revenge on everybody. I'm gonna burn that fucking festival to the ground. All right, I better, better record this line. Pressing record now. And they didn't find you. But then they wanted to rat me out, so I had to leave. I figured I'd go to the one place no one would guess. Lagos! Okay, sure thing, but I think you're lying. Why would you pick this place if you weren't tailing us and tricking us right now? I picked it because Lagos was featured in Life Magazine. Huh. Life Magazine, huh? Moonwalk looks at Etta. She avoids his eyes. That and the fact that Butch once said it was beautiful. There it is. Please wait. I know you're angry, but I'm so happy that you two are here. It's so terribly lonely being in this self-imposed exile. How's this for a deal? I help you with your next job. And how would you do that? I'm your telegraph operator, aren't I? Actually, I think you mean telegram operator. No, a telegraph is what makes telegrams. 
This kind of knowledge is why public education should be bolstered in our country. All of them look at the camera. Well, every time we send out a message, we have to sign off with our location. I could fake the location and make receivers think that it's coming from a different office. So even if they find us out, they go to the wrong office. That's very smart, Mr. Woodcock. Thank you, ma'am. Also, I don't think people here would be used to being scammed like this. They're ten years behind when it comes to international news. What do you think? Could I help? Moonwalk, put your gun away. This man needs to be treated to dinner. You're the boss. They start to make out and get real handsy. Um, okay, you know what time it is? Fun montage set to beautiful music time because it's helpful to the story and not because PDA makes me feel weird. Music starts playing and the gang seems to have found the right system. Repeatedly, Etta acts as a Nigerian prince and repeatedly they receive the money they need. Months go by, where the three of them are rich. We could probably have a calendar here with wind blowing the pages away while gold falls from the sky. There's all kinds of fancy old violin music. Boo doo 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 doo. Y- you know what it is. Exterior telegram office day. Etta is alone at the office today. She's no longer nervous about how each job will go. She's confident, relaxed. But today, something's different. The office is closed. She arrives at the office just as Woodcock is locking up. Woodcock, is everything okay? I'm afraid not, ma'am. It seems that they don't need a telegram here anymore. The phone booths have been springing up all over town. It seems they can't justify running a telegram office anymore. What? It's... it's gone? I'm afraid so. This can't be. Oh, my God. It seems that this is the end of the Nigerian print scam. I'm afraid there won't ever be one again. It would only work if something more useful than phones were invented, such as... Uh, electronic mail? Which we both know will never happen. I do believe I need to think about this. Would you mind coming with me to meet Moonwalk at the tavern? I'm afraid I need to leave, ma'am. They found out about me fudging the location of our messages, so I need to leave town. There's a great hotel just outside of town called the Hideout for Fraudulent Employees. I'm not sure that's a great idea, ma'am. Suit yourself. Do I need to leave, too? No, ma'am. I only implicated myself. Well, thank you, Woodcock. It's been a pleasure, ma'am. Almost as much of a pleasure as the time I... I looked into Butch's eyes. Good luck. You as well. Interior Tavern, day. Etta and Moonwalk sit at a table in a bar, recovering from the news. Christ! So, that's it? Seems like it. Well, what do we do now? Go and chill somewhere? No, I don't really see how that'll help. We need to make a new living now. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see, well, we could go fishing. We're near the ocean, and it is chill. Maybe. As they sit at the table, a local boy comes in and notices Etta and Moonwalk. He does a double take, then runs out to the sheriff's office. Interior, sheriff's office, day. The sheriff is sitting at his table, filing papers, when the boy bursts in. What is it, son? I think I saw them. That white couple that robbed banks in America. Couple? 
Are you talking about Bonnie and Clyde? That's it. Bonnie and Clyde. They look like them. You've done good here, son. Go on home. Who do I tell people is saving us? Tell them it's Stan. Sheriff Stan. Great. Wait, Stan is your last name? That's enough questions. The sheriff picks up his phone and starts dialing. Back at the tavern, Moonwalk and Etta are still listing jobs they can go into. A child's birthday clown. Grocer? Um, someone who makes straw hats? Someone who holds milk for a little while. College professor? That's pretty easy, right? A gun thrower? No, no, that's me. (laughs) Um. How about woodcarver? Whittler? Is that what that's called? Ooh, what about a bank? Like... You just become a bank. Maybe a nanny? Ooh, I could be a hot young nanny. When suddenly, a bullhorn can be heard outside. Okay, you two! We have the building surrounded! Come out with your hands up! Moonwalk and Etta drop to the ground and crawl to the door. They peer outside. You have to the count of three! One! What on earth? They're on every building! They're everywhere! Did Woodcock rat us out? He would never do that, right? He's our bro! Cover me while I make my way to our car. Etta makes a run for the pillar right outside the door. As she does, several shots are fired at her. She gathers her breath for a moment. Before anything else happens, I want you to know that it's been an honor, Miss Bonnie. Bonnie? What's that? Can we be friends? Nice trick. No, really. I want friends. Sure. Uh, But Bonnie and Clyde died over ten years ago. They did? Then how did we just hear that they robbed a bank last weekend? Oh, no. They're ten years behind on news. Bonnie and Clyde are new to them. I can assure you, sir, they're definitely dead. At a place in the Moonwalk, man. Never heard of you. We're famous in America. I know you are, Miss Bonnie. Shit. Etta and Clyde, I, I mean Moonwalk, sorry. I like old tiny stuff. Etta and Moonwalk look at each other. She nods to him. He nods back. Moonwalk throws his gun outside and kills two men somehow. He starts to move to retrieve his gun, but the cops open fire. He's trapped. Hey, hon. I think we might have found a hitch in our plans. You didn't bring a second gun, did you? No, ma'am. Get over here. Moonwalk makes a run for her pillar. The bullets fly, and one gets him in the stomach. When he gets to her, she makes sure he's okay, then slaps him. You idiot. (laughs) I love you, too. Well, at least we can rest assured that you'll be the most famous person or thing called Moonwalk. The name will never be associated with anyone else. You're the boss. They kiss and then immediately start to take their clothes off. Okay, we know this is the end, so I guess I'll just let them have this one. But while it's happening, let's, um, let's find something else to focus on. Uh, Outside is an officer holding a gun. It's a nice Winchester 1873 rifle. Oh, did you know that's the gun called the gun that won the West? That's neat. The U.S. may have conquered the West through systemic genocide of native peoples, but Winchester knew how to brand. 
Okay, they done? Thank God, we can move on. to think about what happened in this lot when America's economy bubble from the Roaring Twenties finally busts. They will remember the names. Bonnie and Clyde. sequels is possible thanks to listeners like you if you would like to support this show the best thing you can do is to either give us a five-star review in itunes or text your friend a link to unnecessarysequelspod.com unnecessary sequels created by brandon daniel garner and walker glenn starring brandon daniel garner dominique salerno Walker Glenn, Chad Oppitz, and Nicole Adzit. Written, directed, and produced by Brandon Daniel Garner. <laughs> <laughs>